How is ESL? Go for it. Alright guys, welcome to the Medicinal Mass Podcast. I'm your host, Valentin Strand, and with me as a guest today, I have Stone Man. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. How you doing, Bill? Pretty good myself. Got a nice weekend here. Oh yes. Getting a little cold out. Yeah, which uh, kind of sucks. I'm I'm a summer guy. I hear you. It's uh, not looking forward to snow, but... No, nope, lots of shoveling and spinning out on the road. I do that pretty much every <laughs> winter. It is fun. <laughs> Yeah, it's fun if you don't crash into anything. Yeah, well, the bumper on the last three of my vehicles knows that. Oh, nice. If it was still there, but no. <laughs> yeah, last winter I was driving, and uh, I was going maybe 60 down down the, down the freeway, and out of nowhere the car just starts fishtailing, and I'm going horizontal down the freeway <laughs> in morning traffic on the way to work. Was, oh, no. It was not fun. Not good. Didn't hit anybody, though? No, yeah, I got it back under control. Nice. Yeah, I've been driving Minnesota weather for a while. Yep, go on the lake, do some donuts. Yeah, I, d- I never go on the lake. No? No, I don't want to get stuck. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I uh, learned to drive. Dad took me out, and he goes, ready? And I go, for what? And he cranked the wheel. Oh, yeah? And then I nearly rolled our truck into a snowbank. Nice. Yeah, we went out on the lake one time when I was, like, 18 with my buddy, and he had uh, this little hatchback, and we are he's got it. Just pinned to the floor. You know, the speedometer says it's going 80, but we're probably going, you know, 40 or 50. And Spinning. all of a sudden we see, you know, the ice chutes coming up out of the out of the lake. <laughs> we're oh. trying to dodge those. Oh, man. You plow into icy. Yeah, that would not be good. <laughs> oh. oh, man. All right, so let me ask you, uh, what was the first drug you ever took? Um, what age? Technically, I guess it would be a prescription drug. Really? Yeah, for... So-called depression. All right. So it was an SSRI. What kind of, uh, what, uh, what was the brand? I think it was Ativan, some crap like that. It was very mild, didn't do anything, but some sort of inhibitor. Right. Um, ineffective. And from there, it just, they kept giving me stronger and stronger, stronger stuff. And how old were you? Um, 15, 16. So at that point, it's kind of your parents' decision. Like, hey, you're going to do this. Right. So, um horribly ineffective made things much much worse and kind of just turned you into a zombie yeah that's what i hear i've never taken any myself no they're uh now having dealt with them for years and then switching to just weed yeah i would never recommend them or touch them again really yeah i mean i do like currently i've got i've had like xanax and valium and stuff like that mm-hmm. i've taken valium once it was like uh my head was just floating on my shoulders. Yep. Yeah, you kind of, it's kind of weird. You go in your own world and people don't notice you. And yep. I mean, I had one instance at a job where uh foreman didn't like what I did. Mm-hmm. I followed him to the other part of the shop and he kind of chewed me out to some other dude while I was standing right next to him. <laughs> and I kind of glanced at him. I looked at the other guy. And they didn't react to me. And then he walked away, and the other dude looked at me and kind of, like, jumped, like, oh, shit, didn't know we were there. Right. And I'm just sitting here going, am I the messed up one? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, all right, so what's your drug of choice now? Uh, definitely marijuana now. Yeah? Yep. Uh, dabs pretty much is about all I desire to touch. Really? Yeah. I mean, 
Uh, you can get other stuff. I've gotten uh, prescriptions for like Adderall and whatnot, mm. and can get it, can use it. Don't really care to. Right. So it's uh, just honestly not as effective as just dabbing. Yeah. And you're doing that just to medicate, or are you doing it also just to partake? I guess. Uh, primarily to medicate. Um, so the I mean, I don't have to take medications any longer. That works a lot better. Mm-hmm. You can kind of do it at your will. Um, and I actually make me, uh like medical grade dabs right for that reason, pretty much just for self medication. Now, how'd you get into making uh dabs? Um, I had to figure out on my own. Which yeah. was kind of stupid and expensive. You mean you couldn't just go to school for it? <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately, there's things blocking that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it. Uh, I mean, just smoking in general had worked so well, and I had uh, bongs that were double honeycombs with like five, six ash catchers on them, and some just filled entirely with carbon. Really. So by the time you went through the initial catcher, a carbon trap, and then multiple percolators, whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then a cooling stem at the end, it actually came out kind of golden honey. Like, you didn't really get res. You got, like, dab res. Right. So that worked really well. You take one massive rip and just clock out for the night <laughs> and then be nice and calm the entire rest of the day. Yeah. That's nice. So uh, how did you learn how to do it? Um, Trial and error. Just without any information anywhere? Or? Yeah. Well, as much as Google can give you. Right. And as much as you can believe what's on there because read multiple feeds of what people do, what works best, what's, you know, what to do. And every article argued the other one. Right, yeah, that happens a lot when there's no scientific study behind it. Yeah, it's just people saying, I do this, I think I'm right, that's what works. And you're like, well, no, man, everybody just look at it together so we all get the best stuff. But So I basically just kept trying things over and over, and I dumped probably twelve, fifteen hundred bucks into equipment and supplies and whatnot, and don't use that much of it anymore really yeah so i kind of refined it down but so where did you find uh equipment for this was it um like uh your local target or was it uh online that you'd have to buy it uh, i went online um yeah. if you buy it uh from like ebay or amazoners from china mm-hmm. where they directly manufacture it, you get it for way way cheaper right um so basically i would buy certain rigs of scientific glass um the beakers and stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> I started out with a 100 milliliter Bushner, uh, I think it was a 50 micron frit, gra- bleh, frit glass filter mm-hmm. uh, through a vacuum chamber, chamber into a 100 milliliter Erlenmeyer flask. Okay. And you would, essentially there I started just putting the soaked matter, and I was using isopro, mm-hmm. uh, and running it, filtering it through the glass. And the first mistake there was the plant matter clogged the fritted glass which and and how do you filter it through glass that sounds um hard (laughs) basically what they're doing uh fritted glass is they're taking certain size grits of glass say like 80 grit or sandpaper it's a heavy heavy bead Mm -hmm. um and they're pressing a layer of it and heating it so it fuses together okay but not melts together so you have like a waffle screen of glass okay that makes more sense yeah so they're doing that and when you run plant matter through that it clogs right and the only way to unclog it is to run piranha solution through it, which is a organic uh, acid. So if it touches you, goodbye, fingers, right, hand, yeah. face. So and it's like lye. What's that? It's like lye then. Yeah. Okay. And it's kind of funny. You can make it 
by going to Walmart, buying sulfuric acid, drain cleaner, and hydrogen peroxide. Yep. And uh, there's no way to dispose of it, so. Really? Yeah, you can just water it down and kind of, I have no idea. I put it in a (laughs) glass bottle and I still haven't got rid of it. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) But uh, that, I I damaged a lot of equipment that way. I bought a lot of unnecessary equipment. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've done that too, trying to, with certain hobbies, I'll, I'll invest a bunch of money right out of the get-go, and then by the time you get down to actually being pretty good at it, you don't need a lot of it. No, yeah. no, and you're kind of sitting here going, damn. Yeah, I wish I didn't spend all that. If I had it, maybe could have, you know, bought the top-of-the-line thing in the beginning. Right. Well, yeah, like I was saying, I, twelve fifteen hundred bucks. the value of the equipment I use now is about 250 bucks. Jeez. Yeah, so <laughs> kind of hit my head against the wall on that one. But, um, so, I mean, I did numerous runs with that. I, I, when I first started doing it, I was just using Everclear. Really? Yeah, and I found out, again, through argued feeds online that that's not good. Why is it not good? Something with uh, how the alcohol, the type, the form, how it degrades, whatever. It has residual chemicals or something mm-hmm. for inhaling it, not good. Right. You know, I mean, you can dump much worse stuff into your digestive system and not be affected by it. Right. So, but, uh, yeah, I found out that was bad. It tasted horrible. It tasted like cardboard and popcorn, <laughs> no matter what. That's interesting. So, um, when you go and, and make a batch, how much do you, would you say you make at a time of your hash? Um, right now we're doing two ounce runs. Um, so you grind it up, uh, freeze it, uh, shake it through a you know, large grinder or sifter box if you got one or a palm box. Yep. Um, and I like to create like grades of runs. So I'll take all the pollen, make like grade one run mm-hmm. where, and that stuff's usually got the best flavor, the best effect. Yeah. That's where you're um, taking like keef. Yep. Just the, just the keef, just the pollen. Yep. Um, and running that. And then you'll take all the other stuff. You want to freeze it. So it, uh, kind of loosens all was the trichomes. Okay. Yeah. Um, makes all it more the, brittle. Yep. And then they break off. Uh, so I'll freeze it, do that, collect it. And I've got a 600 milliliter Bushner vacuum filter with a 90 pour plate. Um, which is just a bunch of large holes, and then you put a 500 micron mesh screen on top of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people use coffee filters, and I don't like them because they clog. Right. Um, and I've actually had it where the filter clogs, and there's so much of a vacuum on it that it's vaporizing the isopro within the chamber. Oh, geez, and that's and not good? No, that's f- <laughs> explosive potential. Oh, that's definitely not good. <laughs> yeah, so um, so you're putting it in there, and then you hook up a vacuum hose to a, a 600 mil- or 500 milliliter Erlenmeyer flask, uh, put the plant matter in there with a like a large micron screen on top as a spray shield, so none of that stuff comes back out at you. Mm-hmm. And then you're running chilled, frozen IsoPro through a spray gun into the vacuum filter and sucking it through. So it's kind of like blasting butane, mm-hmm. um, but because you can't really get pressurized canisters of IsoPro, right? You just do this instead. That's interesting. That's a nice way to get around it, I guess. Yeah. And you you say you you yield uh, two ounces when you're done with it. Um, out of a two ounce run, it's kind of a four to one ratio. So, um, you know, if you've got two ounces of plant matter. Okay. You start with two ounces of of plant. Yep. Okay. Um, and with that, you're going to get, was that quarters, 14 grams of wax. Mm -hmm. And, uh, usually you get a few grams of keep stuff. You get 12 or 10 to 12 of like the regular stuff. 
Oh, you oh get, yeah, that's you right. get a half. half. Is 14. Yeah, I always mess that up. So fourteen grams half. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get different grades. Like I do a like a final soak, and the stuff always comes out kind of black. Tastes horrible, but yep. it'll still get you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you always wind up with maybe fourteen to sixteen grams. That's that's nice. Yeah. All right. So when you're when you're doing your dabs per day, how many dabs do you think you do throughout the entire day? Um, one, two, three. Yeah, throughout the day on like a nice steady day, like four to five. Really? If I can't sleep, it'll be one after the other until I fall asleep. Right. So, but uh, quite a bit. Um, and at this point, it's more of a maintain. You don't really even get much of a high. Right. So. Nice. Yeah. When I when I smoked, that was pretty much what I did. I'd uh, I didn't really get you know giggly high anymore. It was more just a I'm makes good. your body feel really nice and yeah. normal, right? And honestly, that's that's good enough. Yeah, I'm not tweaking or nothing. Yeah. Now, have you ever done any other drugs besides uh, uh, your uh, antidepressants and and pot? I yeah, I actually kind of skipped a big middle one there, because um, <laughs> while on all the antidepressants, they put you down so much that you're just clouded. Mm-hmm. Um, when synthetics came out, there was K2 and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I tried that, which was just the synthetic it's cannabinoids. Not good. It's oh, not good. <laughs> ew, horrible. I've done that myself. I had a really bad experience, but go on. Oh, okay. Um, we'll have to hear that because I got one too. Which, <laughs> that's comforting. I'm not the only one who's been here. No. Yeah. Um, but I did a bunch of that. And then eventually the government said, no, you can't do this. You can't sell in state. But loophole is you could order it online. Yeah. Um, and I would actually get the pure crystalline powder, and what I was getting was classified as UR-144. Okay. And it was synthetic cannabinoids, synthetic MDMA, which I think they just classified it as MDMD and changed the okay. some compound in there. So you had uh, synthetic molly? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And it was, that was like, legal to buy online? Yep. <laughs> like, everybody knew about the cannabinoids, but they were doing it with everything. Um, Did not know that. Yeah, so I you, knew that they were doing it with uh, with with uh, meth or whatever their bath salts. Yep, yeah, and that's essentially the same category it was in. So, and actually, the stuff had a third component, which was some sort of bath salt or speed and feta. So the chemical compound had like a methadone within the name of it. In the cannabinoid. Yeah, so it was a okay. cannabinoid MDMA speedy methadone something and feta. And this is out of the batch that you got. Yep, and okay. I would always order this stuff, and it was like the number one seller power hitter whatever <laughs> and then i laced it into damiana leaf highly concentrated and i did it so you could just be like take a pinchy and be good what was a damiana leaf uh yep damiana and it's just a like a plant and herb that grows kind of in the desert portion of the state okay. uh, central america mexico whatever um but you could go down to whatever herb shop natural store get mm-hmm. it um thin it out with whatever solvent you could use i don't remember what i was using um it was bad obviously yeah um and then you'd soak it in that let it evaporate and it'd come out kind of frosty looking like weed but Mm -hmm. it was much much worse right so um ran that stuff for about three and a half years wow just that's that's a long time (laughs) (laughs) and uh it was essentially just to outdo what the antidepressants were doing to me to right. level you're, up you're or, fighting the antidepressants yeah just to be stable or level um and so i do those pretty good but i didn't really know what i was getting into so i'm thinking right. it's just like a weed hey that first one felt kind of good and the first one does feel really good it's oh like yeah you, it's like you smoke an entire bong in one hit yeah i mean it was 
I, I had numerous bad occasions where I thought like my phone was going to eat me at a flip phone. What? And it grew teeth <laughs> and I thought it was biting at me and I was just opening and closing it. Really? And then I chucked it across the room and I was like, oh. Like, so you're having like a psychedelic effect from it. Oh yeah. It, it kind of, it messed you up. I don't honestly know what the stuff was and that mm-hmm. was the, you know, the bad part about it. But I threw it on the floor, and I went to grab it, and then the floor turned into worms. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, and I'm in the corner of my bed freaking out. Right. And uh, and then after that, um, and this was uh, JWH-18, which was the first major synthetic cannabinoid to put out on the market. Mm-hmm. And you could buy it for dirt cheap. And way too much of that one night and had that effect. And then everything went into mass slow motion. Really? The slightest... Tink pin noise was like an explosion in it your head. It was like the, the the Judge Dredd movie where they took the slow-mo. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just, and I mean, it was it was freaky. You heard everything extremely loud. And I went to text my buddy, like, come get me, get me out of my house. Folks are going to be home soon. It's right. going to be bad. And I'm trying to hit the buttons on my phone. And, like, going to push a button felt like it took an hour and a half. And your finger's going, like, a micron a second. <laughs> and I'm like, poof. And when you hit the key, it was like, boom. And I'm like, oh, this is bad. And how long did that last when you were smoking that? Um, that first initial one, I mean, that that was probably a bad trip. That was probably for, like, an hour. Wow. And my buddy wound up driving me around uh, while I freaked out in his car. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I need food. Maybe that'll help. And then again, I thought the pizza box had teeth and it was going to eat me. So I stomped on it. <laughs> Anything <his> with hinges. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, why does this keep happening? But um, I used that stuff for a long time and had a much worse experience. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of like the uh, you're at the bottom of the barrel and use too much of the stuff because you couldn't really ever peek on it. You would just plateau. Mm-hmm. So you get there and you're like, yeah, I'm going to hit it. And then you just be stuck at like just about a good high. Yeah. And one night I ripped uh, like three bowls of the stuff in a row and I would just stack them, rip, blow, rip, roll. And um, what had happened is that all my vision kind of just faded in, blacked out. Yeah. And uh, and then it felt like somebody like flicked me on the top of the head. Really? And I kind of sat up straight and went like, oh no. And kind of lost all feeling in my body. It lost all vision and then everything went black. Well, that's not good. No, and I'm like, <laughs> oh crap! Like, and the first time I was like, you did too much, dude. You're done. Yeah, like, you're going away now. Jeez, that's scary. And uh, what it was was just a messed up trip. Um, so like you kind of burst into a fiery ring. Okay, flew through a white fiery ring and fell through the sky and ricocheted off of what appeared to be white granite buildings and rolled into a street. Mm-hmm. Stood up, looked, saw like a bunch of like. DC monoliths in a row to a mm-hmm. peak. Looked around, went, This ain't right, and heard somebody go, You're not supposed to be here. And I went, Yeah, I know. And then it felt like you were falling through the sky, slammed into your body, woke up, freaked out, puked all over the room, and then passed out. <laughs> nice. And I told a couple people, and they're like, Yeah, something like that happened to me too. They're like, That's just bad. Jeez. And that was after how long of doing it? Three years, you said? Yeah, that was like three years. So it was like, major addict scraping res out of pieces shattering things to get any little crumb you can get now did that uh after that experience did you quit doing it yeah i mean it happened uh it happened a few times yeah. the same experience repetitively um and then yeah i started going this is this is bad yeah can't function without it um literally the speediness of it was you needed it to get through the day at a certain point yeah that's what i noticed um I had switched over to that from buying pot because I have an extreme anxiety issue when I have to go 
and pick up pot from a dealer and drive it back. Because I've lost my license to just having a half-eighth of weed in the car with me. I wasn't high. just got pulled over and had it. <laughs> and uh, I got a speeding ticket and uh, a minor amount of marijuana, a uh, petty misdemeanor. Hmm. And they pulled my license for six months and charged me $600. Or no, I think it was like 300 But yeah, either way, so wow. since, since then, I've always been super paranoid of driving with weed. And when that uh, synthetic shit came out, I was going to the tobacco shop where they were selling it and it started out with you know just the normal stuff and uh, you know they had all these different names for it or whatever right and uh yeah the government was cracking down on it. every time they illegalized the one of the chemicals they <laughs> changed the chemical and make it another one and i was i did this for the time maybe 3 months total oh okay yeah so it wasn't 3 years that that's insane <laughs> yeah but yeah it every time they did it it got stronger and stronger to the point where you would have a one filled and it was like you just smoked an entire bong oh yeah but the problem was like it got you high like you were on pot yep. but you're sitting there just shaking your leg up and down and your eyes are just pinned to whatever you're looking at and you're focused focused and you're not relaxed like weed would give you no and uh i researched it a bunch after all the messed up occurrences yeah and what i found out is synthetic cannabinoids whatever they're doing like sometimes they chop the phenol chain off like if you're looking at the compound and they replace the carbon with chlorine really yeah so i mean you can't put that doesn't (laughs) react well with your body right Um, yeah and it didn't it eventually came to a head with me where i woke up one morning i went down in the basement and um the person i was doing with at the time we were both doing it regularly you know because and so i got i got the one and I took a hit, and all of a sudden, my heart felt like it was beating through my chest. Yep. And, you know, I had heard plenty of people, you know, stories about people where they had to go to the hospital because they thought they were having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. This was the exact scenario. Like, I could feel it. I could hear it. Like, it was, like, hitting my rib cage. It was pounding so hard. I had to go up to bed and lay down and, like, just try and sleep to get it because I was freaking out so bad. And, that- and when I woke back up from it, I slept for maybe two hours. I, I woke up, I went downstairs, and I dumped it in the trash. I said, we're not doing this anymore. We're yeah. fucking done. We'll, we'll buy weed. Yep. That. <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather get you know pulled over and my license revoked again than... Because, well, yeah, it was, it was bad. It was, you were, it's like you were addicted to it. Mm-hmm. And it, it shouldn't be that way if you just want to get high, like on pot. No, and that, that happened to me uh, twice. And, the heart uh, thing? Yep, the heart thing. I went that to the, so scary. I went to the ER and... The best thing about it is when I went there, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, I'm at the hospital. I need help. <laughs> and I go in there and like, what'd you do? I'm like, I smoked this and that. And I didn't know what it was. And at that very point, it went from let's help this guy to it's a piece of shit drug addict. Nice. And it's like, sit in this room, sat there forever. Doctor comes in. He's like, oh, you're all messed up on drugs, huh? And he just, I kind of got chewed out and I'm sitting here going, can't breathe, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, um. The, the other interesting thing about the synthetic cannabinoids is regular weed, when the THC molecules hit the receptors in your brain, they kind of hover around it. Right, because your receptors in your brain are like almost like they're made for cannabinoids. We have cannabinoid receptors all over our entire body. Right, and, you know, the natural ones, they right. just bounce around, which is good. The synthetic ones bind to them, mm-hmm. and that's why you would just pinpoint, like you said, that pinpoint focus. Yeah. And you would just, it, it's literally like flipping the switch on max full speed. Yeah. And uh, it actually can destroy your receptors. Yeah. If I, w- I, I would imagine so. Yeah. Just based on what it was, you know, the the kind of high it was given, you could feel it was, your high kind of like pot, but it was definitely unnatural. 
Right. And you did crave it too, which was the yeah the definitely. messed up thing. That was that was definitely it. Like it was like you get done being high. Like it would you would uh, you be high for like two hours, and yep. then it would just cut off. And then you're like, I need to be high again. <laughs> yeah. And well, yeah, it didn't last that long. And no, I'm just kind of glad it's gone. Yeah. Like me too. I'll just stick with weed. Yeah, I'd like to get back to it someday. Yeah. Waiting for it to be uh, legalized here. Well, we, we're we not that far off. Yeah. I mean, we're supposedly top next three states to do it. That would be nice, because right now it's it's only legal for people who are terminally ill or have grand mal seizures. And thankfully for them, they can, they can get medication that can take care of it. Because have you ever seen the documentary where the kid has... I don't know, it was like 300 grand mal seizures a month. And he started taking uh, cannabinoids, and he's down to maybe two a month. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it, the how how can you <laughs> well, how can you not allow that? It's so crazy. Well, and it, by this point, more, I mean, anyone who's slightly educated on it knows it's yeah. a load. And it's, you know, even if it's the battle of we want you to buy your drugs from us, like big pharmacy, mm-hmm. uh, okay, whatever, um, sell me weed. Yeah. You know, because uh, your stuff doesn't work right now. You know, yeah. I actually, I heard uh, Big Pharma was getting into that where they're already starting up grow plants and everything. Are they really? Yeah. Well, I, I haven't uh, really looked into it, but that's, I heard on, I don't know, some podcast or something. It'd be interesting. I mean. You know, I, I honestly, I wouldn't care who's selling it to me. I just want it to be legal, legal, decriminalized, tax it. You know, like, uh, I was saying before, uh, when we had alcohol was criminalized. You get uh, Al Capone. Oh, prohibition. Right. When you have Prohibition, you now have gangsters who are selling alcohol. What yep. happened when we uh, got rid of Prohibition? There are no more Al Capones. Right. Um, they said the violent crime murder rate in Colorado was down 25%. Oh, yeah. That and drunk driving, too. Yeah. Like, uh, you have all the, the ridiculous murders that happen just south of the border, and 70% of their profits come from marijuana. What happens when we no longer need to buy illegal marijuana from them? Oh, yeah. There's no more Al Capone south of the border. Right. At least they'll be severely reduced. Maybe to the point where they no longer influence uh, the mass of the police culture down there. Yeah. It's like down there, if you get your car broken into by a gangster, you don't go to the cops and tell them that because they'll most likely tell the gangster and you'll come back and kill you. Yep. You know? So <laughs> you're screwed. Yeah. Uh, and I, and, and they, they rule the government because of our our need up here to buy illegal marijuana it's it's so ridiculous in 2015 so i mean we're 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 feeding a bad entity yeah. by doing this and then we're spending immense amounts on fighting the war on drugs and just all that yeah locking people it's up it's so ridiculous yeah the we have private prisons that you know they they get paid based on the amount of people that are in their prisons so you have oh. you have private prisons that lobby the government to make laws where people with drugs will, you know, get put in jail for it. So they're, uh, like they're promoting. Yeah, well, they they lobby it to, to say, all right, well, we need we need these laws to make it so um, you know, nonviolent drug offenders go to jail. And that's how they're filling their prisons. So they can continue to yeah. one in four, be a business. One in four people in the world is is a an American in jail. In the world. One in four people in the world is an American in jail. Uh, at what point are we going to invert the population of free citizens to inmates? Yeah, well, eventually we'll we'll go there if we're if we stay on this route of keeping keeping shit uh, criminalized. I mean, why don't we just restructure the country then? 
I mean, it's, it's just insane because prisons are meant for people who rape and kill. Right. You are not suitable for public. I, I don't even care if you're doing crack or heroin or meth. If you're not hurting someone doing it, you shouldn't go to jail for it. Um, I, th- I want to say, uh, I don't know, in Portugal, Central American country. Yep. They decriminalized all drugs. Yep, yep. And they've had that now for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And you know what they do when they when they find you with a heroin and needle? They, uh, they, they give you the option to see a counselor. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you can just be on your merry way. Right. Like, just don't hurt anybody. Cool, dude. I'm yeah, good. They don't throw you in jail and make you a criminal. They don't, like, that's the thing. Is they make you a criminal by having these ridiculous laws. Yeah. Well, and, though I've, uh, you know... You can go out and get hammered every night, show up hungover. Yep. That's okay. Yep. Um, but you smoke a little bit of weed and all of a sudden you're, uh, you know, criminal. Yep. It's very unfortunate. And personally, I've had far worse experiences with alcohol than I have with weed. Yeah, I I, I agree. I have had some bad experiences myself to the point where I'm blacked out or I'm so drunk I want to go out and skateboard and hyperextend my knee or something <laughs> stupid like that. Uh, it's a good idea at the moment. Yeah, it definitely is. Or doing tattoos. <laughs> oh yeah, I did always that get the one itch too. to do tattoos when you're drunk. Oh yeah, you know what's a good idea? No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, that always happens when you're alcohol. You know what a good idea is? Not when you're drunk. No. Right, so, what was the moment you realized you were hooked on on pot? Um, kind of when you started coming out of the haze of all the freaking prescription depressants and yeah, and uh started functioning normal again. Um, and then at that point it was becoming legal in more states and the medical bills were passing and more researchers coming into view that it is actually beneficial. Right. And so I kind of put all that together and went, all right, well, I'm sticking with this one because it feels great and two, it works great. Yeah. It so, definitely does feel great. Yeah. Have <laughs> <laughs> you ever thought of uh, maybe moving to Colorado and uh, becoming a, a chemist out there for him? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that if if I uh, could do it financially, I would not be here right now. Yeah, I've I've thought of that myself, but uh, I applied to be a bud trimmer, and I got uh, declined because I didn't live there. <laughs> mm. I suppose they don't want to deal with any legalities. Yeah, it's probably easier just to have them straight up in state. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, we're not that far off here, so who knows where that's gonna go. Yeah, it would be a miracle if they overturned it soon here. Yeah, I mean, it it definitely is years away, but... Yeah. So have you ever done any hallucinogens? Uh, Yeah, I took uh, uh, mushrooms once, and that's kind of because that's the only time I could find them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how, much, how, much, uh, how many did you take? Uh, I took an eighth. Eighth? Yep. Yeah. And they were B+. Because uh, we, uh, we knew the source, we saw what they were, mm-hmm. had all information. So it's like, okay, cool. And uh, it was out at uh, Metal Fest in Superior, Wisconsin, in the middle of the woods. Really? And there's, like, random trailer parks and whatnot scattered throughout the area. Mm-hmm. And it was not nice, but it was a <laughs> fun place to party. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was, got to say, probably one of the best experiences. Really? It was good right off the bat? Oh, yeah. Just, I mean, out of any drug, that was probably the most enjoyable, fun, yeah. interesting, whatever um. Fortunately, from there though, I haven't gotten hold of many hallucinogens. Really? Yeah. You I never just, tried uh, acid or anything? Uh, I had somebody sell me some acid and it was bunk. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, goodbye, money. Yeah. And uh, 
Yeah, nothing really else. Could just don't come across it personally. Really? Not not the right yeah, you, network. It's almost like you got to know CD people. Mhm. And so. yeah, definitely you can't you can't just go out and find mushrooms. The mushrooms find you. Yeah, they just kind of show up. Yeah. Um I attempted growing them at one point. Really? Um yeah. I've always wanted to do that. It's extremely easy. Yeah. Uh it's just knowing your setups and your ratios and amounts. Uh my mistake was I over inoculated a seed bag mm-hmm. and uh or pores. They're not seeds. Um but over inoculated basically there's so much culture it ate up all the the rye berry media. Right. And they were fighting each other and there just was not enough nutrients there for it all to bloom. Right. And I got some minor pins and then they too much moisture or something other they all died. Okay. That's yeah, that sucks. Yeah. But the the cool thing about it is you can actually order any sort of psilocybin spore online legally. Really? Yeah, it's not illegal to have the spores, it's illegal to have the mushroom. Right, like uh like peyote, it's not illegal to have the cactus. But right. a blooming cactus is illegal. Yeah, so which is kind of stupid. Yeah. That don't make a lot of sense. Um but taking the shrooms was awesome though. I yeah. mean everything for only being the one experience, I mean everything was a thousand times better. Mm-hmm. Just lights, music um, and did you have any bad experiences, any bad feelings or vibes or experience while you were on the mushrooms at all? Or was it all good? No, it was all good. Um, they, I, I ate them probably around 5 PM mm-hmm. and by that point had already eaten three pot brownies and had been dabbing and drinking all day. Nice. Yeah. Once you start tripping though, it's almost like any other chemical in your body doesn't matter. <laughs> nope. Uh, uh-uh. I, uh, I, I did, you know, I tried smoking a bowl again and mm-hmm. didn't really do nothing and yeah. then kind of went to happy mode. And you just kind of run around, and it would blink in and out of reality. Yep, it comes in waves. Yep, when that was really cool. Um, and certain things would kind of knock you out. Mm-hmm. Uh, some guy had lighted yo-yos for some reason. <laughs> I have no idea why. Because he knew you were tripping. Yep. The universe gave you lighted yo-yos oh, for, yeah. your, for your mushroom trip. But he, he flicked those in my face, and I fell on the ground laughing. Just, <laughs> like, crying yeah, just couldn't handle it. Yeah, that's that. That's for a lot of people. Is the worst experiences coming out of it is your stomach hurts from all the laughing. Oh, really? Yeah, like oh. you get cramps and shit just from laughing. <laughs> that's not bad. No, I've had much worse uh, hangovers. <laughs> yeah, the first time I did shrooms, I did only a half eighth, but they were some seriously powerful mushrooms. And we were sitting down. It was me and my girlfriend. We put them on a pizza and ate them, and we were watching a movie. And like half an hour in, the first memory I had was me giggling, and she's like, "No way!" No. And then the next thing I know, it I, like I blinked to the future, and already two hours had gone by, and I was just in the shroom trip, and and I came out of it in a wave of reality. I was like, "Oh my god, I am tripping!" And then I started remembering everything from there backwards, like a Tarantino movie. Oh, nice! And it it was not nice. It, no, it freak out. Yeah, it really freaked me out because I didn't know, I didn't know what they were gonna do to me. I had no oh. idea. You know, I, there was no. Google back then. I couldn't look it up. And so, yeah, I, for the next maybe four hours, I spent going in waves of giggles to popping into reality, like, oh my God, I am tripping so hard. How do I make this stop? And the problem was, I was trying to control it. And when you're on shrooms, it, you just need to um, lift your feet up and go down the river and let it take you. Yep. And the problem was, I was trying to, trying to steer the boat and you, you just can't. No, it, it ruins it. And that's a, uh... Well, that and that the one time I did, that's kind of I would snap in and out yeah. at different campfires. See, that's I've never done them outside. I've always wanted to. Oh, I've always done them inside. 
Oh, it's uh, the the moon was out. Oh, nice. And you kind of you're running through the woods and you get into a clearing and you're in a field and it's glowing bluish and you're just like whoa. Yeah. And, and you're hyper focused so you're seeing everything. And I looked up and you saw the moon and it was like getting punched in the face. You're mm-hmm. just like whoa. Yeah. And and then when you're running through the woods, they had the stage lights through mm-hmm. the trees, so you're kind of ducking beams of light. Did you get to hear any music while you were on it? Um, a little bit, but it was uh, homegrown metal, so it wasn't that good. Yeah, not the, not the best for Shroom Trip. No, and I think I was the only one there with shrooms. Oh, you were the only one on shrooms at the time? Well, I, I had a... I came across like a quarter, so I hooked up my friends, but like me and a few others are the only ones. Everyone yeah. else is just drinking or smoking. Yeah, that that can be kind of freaky if you're on shrooms and someone else isn't. Yeah, you can get the like uh, a weird vibe from them, like they're like looking at you funny. Yeah, and we did uh, we did have a few guys come up and kind of be like the you know what the fuck's mm-hmm. wrong with you mm-hmm. like got in our face <laughs> yeah and luckily we had some trip sitters with and they're like hey dude they nice. took shrooms just they're having fun and even after that he's like well, my bad my bad yeah that's a good instance for trip sitters a bad instance is where they try and control you like if they oh, try and babysit you too much it can be bad no you, you can't do that uh you, i i like doing it or i do it a lot for people and i just kind of let them run around and follow them yeah and it's you like, just make sure that they don't run off a cliff. That's yeah, pretty stay, much all you got to do. Stay out of the river. No, no, that's a, that's a bridge. You cannot fly. Right. But uh, definitely worth it. I mean, if you came across them again. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely, yeah. I uh, I enjoyed... <laughs> yeah, I definitely enjoy doing uh, shrooms at least once a year. I always try and make... I, I put the call out at least three months before I want the shrooms to show up. Smart. Yeah, and... You can't just go like I need to buy shrooms and I'll go buy them. No, you gotta, you gotta put the feelers out there and every once in a while check in and eventually they'll come back to you. But yeah, they will definitely come to you. Yeah. All right. So your your favorite drug you'd say is is dabs then or or pot itself? Yeah. Um, I like dabs because you get more of a heightened aspect of the high. Yeah. Um, and recently I just got an email so you can dial in the temp. Really? And that's been really interesting. Now, is that on a bong or is that? Um, yeah, you can, essentially, it's uh, just a titanium nail mm-hmm. and it can be flipped for male or female and it's all sizes. Um, so it's universal. Um, so you can put it on your bong, your dab rig, whatever. Cool. Um, I've just got a little dab rig right now. Um, but one thing I didn't realize is if you overheat a nail and typically when they're glowing hot, they're around like 1200 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. That actually burns off a lot of the elements of the THC. Really? Yeah, so you're destroying overheating, or supposedly, like I said, the feeds argue each other. Um, but you're supposedly burning off certain parts of the weed. And I think it makes sense because if you take a dab hit off of a glowing red titanium nail, yeah, you get like a sativa super focused high. Right. And you take that same stuff, flip the nail down to about 360 degrees, which is what I'm told is the good temp. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you're just dripping it on there putting the the carb hood on the nail and letting it simmer mm-hmm. and you just kind of have to pull it through as it vaporizes and how are you adjusting the temperature of the nail um i've got a digital mod box so i can just hit a button and dial in the temp digitally so you're not heating it with a torch nope oh it's, uh, oh, it's an electronic nail gotcha yep, electronic element there we go yep sorry that's freaking cool yeah so i mean it looks all I mean, there's wires and cords everywhere is it portable okay so it plugs into the wall it's not yep uh Plugs in, goes into an inverter box, kind of like what you got going on there with the, the microphones. Um, 
dial in your temp, and then it's got a jack out to a heat coil that wraps around that nail. Okay, yeah. And you can thread it on and off. So it's and just like it. an e-cig. Yep, it's like a big, <laughs> like just a big heavy duty e-cig. Yeah, that's really cool. I hadn't uh, hadn't heard about those. Oh no, they're. I mean, you can get them online for like one fifty, and they're pretty decent. That's not bad. Most head shops, you can get the direct ones where you cannot dial in the temp; they just heat up. Right. And you're guessing, so you might as well use a torch. Mm-hmm. They want like two fifty three for those. So, jeez. But uh, definitely worth it. A lot better flavor, a lot better effect. Yeah. You get more of a body high and a head high. Now, do you uh, when you make your your hash, do you find that an indica or a sativa works better for you, or does it matter? Um, I prefer sativas, um, mainly because I I've got mental illness, whatever you yeah. want to say, ADHD, OCD, paranoid, schizo, whatever um, label. But that seems to have the best, like, focal balance. It kind of knocks you off edge. Right. Um, Indica's I don't really like because I just sit around on the couch and I don't do anything. Yeah. And then everyone starts looking at me going, you on drugs? <laughs> I'm like, wrong ones. Yeah, I, I like, uh, I'd have to say I like both. Um, I definitely like the couch high. But I do like being able to function when I'm, when I'm doing stuff, too. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it, since you can't pick and choose nowadays, you know, like you could from a dispensary, you just kind of have to wing it when you go and buy pot pretty much you just hope for a good batch like the last one we got was more of an indica yeah it was more of just a. it was nice like you just chilled out and couch lock whatever yeah but uh for just getting through the day the sativa you can kind of be feeling nice and good and happy and then still be doing something yeah now do you think there'll ever be a point in time where you you stop doing any drugs and go sober um tried yeah and it was kind of interesting tried just getting rid of pot or all drugs everything yeah. and i i did i got rid of the synthetics which was really good mm-hmm. um and then took a break from that and then started getting back into the same like symptoms of you know paranoia or whatever and i was like okay i gotta get something else again so i'm like not going back to pills i just want to get some weed yeah and uh in that aspect no i'd probably like to not stop smoking weed yeah i mean if i had to i guess i could but it sucks it it would just suck being sober now almost four months it does suck yeah i noticing it yeah i mean well i mean for me mainly it sucks because uh the worst i'd have to say is getting rid of the nicotine addiction that one has still got my brain wired and it's just over a year now and i still want a cigarette so bad (laughs) But the only thing that did help was smoking pot. Like, yeah. I could smoke pot and I really wouldn't, I just wouldn't care, you know, on top of the awesomeness feeling of being high. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, well, and and that's the funny thing too. They, you know, they say, you know, weed is so bad and it's like, well, no, I don't crave weed. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing is like, it sucks not being high, but I can survive without it. Right. I would rather be high though. Like, oh yeah. Out of, out of anything I would. I would love to have a nice status quo being high. I miss it. <laughs> I miss it, but I don't necessarily crave it like I do nicotine. Yeah. I mean, it, it's nice. It's nice always having it. And then there's some days I look at myself and I'm like, dial it back, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know, spacing out days or so. Sometimes you're like, oh, take a tolerance break or something. Yeah. I never really, um, never really saw a problem. With me uh, smoking, and I smoked a lot. I would buy, I'd buy about just, you know, maybe not as much as others, but an ounce per month 
I would have to say. Yeah, that's yeah, it's a, it's about right. I mean, and that's you know waking up, you you smoke a little, and then you get home from work, and I would just sit there and you know I'd I'd have a oney or not a oney but a chillum, and I'd take a hit off, and I wouldn't finish the whole bowl because what that did for me was it made me want a cigarette whenever I finished it. Oh. So I would take a hit and I just put it down and go about my business, and when I felt it again, I just take another another bump and it was a nice status quo going. Yeah. No, it's. I used to do kind of same thing, just pack one bowl and yep. roll it throughout the day. Yeah, that's and it definitely seemed to last longer that way too. Yeah. And uh, I never really got into dabs just because I didn't couldn't get a hold of it. And when I did find it, it was super expensive, like way overpriced. Right. That's uh that's part of the reason I got into doing it is mm-hmm. nobody had it ever. And uh when they did have it it was sorry, dude, there's only this much left, you're gonna have to pay up. Yeah. Nope. Nope. So I dropped a, you know, an investment and whatever I come across, I can turn it to dabs. Yeah. So. Well, that's nice that you're able to, you know, do it yourself. So I got to ask, what was the most insane thing that's ever happened to you on any drug? Oh, um, that was, that was that trip earlier I was mentioning where you kind of went on, uh, I don't know even what you call it. Somebody told me it was like a heroin trip. Really? Yeah, because they, at one point I was told the the speedy part of that was methadone, mm-hmm. what they give you to get off heroin. Okay. And, uh, or if something variant of that. Yeah, I've tried methadone before, and uh, it was only a half of one of the pills, and it fucking knocked me on my ass. Yeah. I just laid in bed all day. Yep. It was I, not, it was not safe to try it. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone, unless they're already a heroin addict. Yeah. I mean, I've never, yeah, anything like heroin, never touched that, so I don't even know what the comparative is to it, but. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I've got a, I've got a really wicked uh, opiate addiction, but. Uh, oh. Yeah, I seem to be able to not go overboard. Like, when I, if if I were to, I just don't find it now. Basically, oh. like, I won't go out of my way to get it, because when I do have it, I would just. It was almost like smoking. Like, I would just have to always be high on it. Yeah. And I know that's not good, you know. It's it's definitely not safe, but I I don't know. It's it's different because I know I'm addicted to it. Almost like if I had if I tried heroin, I for sure would not stop. Like oh, it, okay. Like, I know exactly what it would feel like. I, yeah, I would just be a heroin addict if I ever <laughs> shot up. <laughs> you kind of know your dangers by now. Yeah. So, yeah, I just don't get it now, which is nice. What was uh what was an opiate like? I mean, heroin is an opiate. It, yeah, have you ever tried uh, Vicodin? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, that that nice, warm, happy feeling mm-hmm. where it kicks in and you just want to hug everyone. <laughs> yeah, that lasts you know for a good I don't know hour or two, and then it it starts changing as the as the high wears off, and you start getting irritated that you're no longer at that high point. Oh okay. But with a heroin addict, like with shooting up, I imagine it would last. That high, high part would last a lot longer. Yeah, you know where they where they start nodding off and they're just laying, you know, completely fucked up <laughs> and happy feeling. <laughs> yeah, they're feeling good. It's not looking good from the outside, but yeah. But no, that's that's interesting. I've never. Kind of kind of sounds like what that stuff I had was though. It's similar to that. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it's like you got like. Uh, like you're getting massage all over your body. Like even your fingertips feel warm and fuzzy. Yep. Actually, yeah, that's kind of what it is. It just made you feel yep. good all over. 
And like then, you, and you feel it like when it, when it starts wearing off, you feel your nose getting really itchy. Oh, okay. just the tip of your nose. It's just <laughs> like it's like you just want to scratch inside the tip of your nose. <laughs> yeah, Bugs right. up there. No. So, is there any drug that you won't do? Um, won't touch the synthetics again. Yeah. Um, I will drink, but I keep that at bay because uh, it nearly I got a little too drunk one night at a house and tried slamming uh, a one seven five of vodka. Yeah. And got pretty far through it and <laughs> kind of forgot drinking it while I was drinking it. Nice. Where it turns to water. Oh, yeah. And then uh, wound up in the ER and all sorts of fun stuff. Getting, uh, so, you had to get your stomach pumped? Uh, they were about to. Um, and then the doctor said, now nah, we'll just let him sober up. And I was like, thanks. Nice. <laughs> for not helping. Right. But uh, I won't touch. Yeah, I won't touch synthetics. Um, I don't. <clears throat> I don't mind the hallucinogens. I just don't come across them. Mm-hmm. Uh, speedy stuff, amphetamines. I'm. I like to keep at bay. Um, I have a prescription for Adderall, but I don't even like to take it. Right. Because I know if I take them once or twice, I'll keep going and going, and then I won't have anything to take. Yeah. So, so is there any drug that you haven't touched that you don't want to even touch? Mm. I don't know. Besides heroin. Yeah, I wouldn't touch heroin. Did, uh, I mean, I've done like the bump of coke or before or whatever. And yeah. What was that like? Because I've never done coke. I just, it's just energy. Yeah. You're just kind of more alert. That's about it. It's pretty much like an Adderall. Uh, less focus maybe. Yeah. Um, bad thing about that is you don't really know what it is. It's probably cut with something. Right. I mean, the guy who had it, he's like, here, and he's like, try it. I'm like, well, I've, you know, I've never touched that stuff before, and blah, 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 and I didn't want to do it at first, and eventually I was like, okay, okay. And I just wanted to look at it, because I'll look at everything, just interested in what it is, and I'm like, why is some of it fluffy and some of it sharp? Really? And he got pissed, took it out of my hands, and says, do you fucking want it or not? Shut Jeez. your mouth. And I was like, oh, I am like, just didn't know. And so I don't know if he cut it with something, and he thought I knew, and he got pissed, yeah. but whatever. That's the nice thing. I've hung out with people who um, did coke, and uh, it'd be like situations where, you know, you're smoking weed with these people and drinking, and all of a sudden they bump out a mirror, and they give you that weird look, like, do you want to do any? And, and then I'm like, no. They're like, oh, okay, sweet. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're happy to not have to share oh, it. <laughs> there's more for me. Yeah. <laughs> on well, yeah, I've, I've, I've been hanging around people that are running it pretty good throughout the night, and, hey, what's wrong with Donnie? Don't talk to Donnie. Why? <laughs> just just don't talk to Donnie. <laughs> nice. Fell off the pony. No. Jeez. <laughs> no, they were, some of the buddies I knew were just extremely angry mm-hmm. afterwards. So the only hallucinogens you've done would be the shrooms and MDMA? Yeah, or whatever the synthetic variation right. was in there. Honestly, don't know. But that's that's about all I've, yeah. And, and the bunk LSD. Yeah. Yeah, that's a shame. That was That was a bummer. I was excited. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'd I'd suggest people to try LSD. It's it's very nice. <laughs> yeah, just if you're not sure, just take one one hit, and you get a good idea of what it's like. It's like it's just like uh, shrooms, but you don't have the communication aspect that shrooms give you, hmm. where you feel like uh, nature's trying to talk to you. Oh, so it's just more of a yeah. It's it's like you're peeking on mushrooms where you you feel orgasmic through your spine and body and uh-huh. you have really nice visuals, but there's no, um, universal type of, uh, communication going on. 
I got you there. Yeah. Yeah, because you definitely got that with the shrooms. Yeah. Yeah. So my last my last shroom tip trip, I did uh, a whole quarter. Wow. And uh, yeah, it was an intense trip. It was a twelve hour long trip, <laughs> and uh, my my uh, hand melted into my shoulder, and I watched the finger. The last thing to go in was my fingertips just wiggling. And uh, eventually I lost all visuals. Like before this, like it was it was a pretty crazy trip all the way up to it. But this was like at the peak. And I, I was no longer seeing out of my eyes. It was all internal. And I saw this really weird picture of a face that was, it was a picture of like a self-portrait, but it was made out of every face I'd ever seen in my life. Oh, And it's like each wow. part of the face was someone else's face. That's crazy. Yeah, and it was the most intense ego death I've ever experienced. And when I came out of it, it was like the shrooms gave me this box, toolbox for my life. And they said, here's here's your uh, body. Go ahead and build it back up. And yeah, I've I've heard that that can kind of be like uh, an opening experience. It was, because at the time I was uh, severely depressed, pro- like really bad like it was a suicidal depression okay and uh yeah they saved me if i hadn't done that <laughs> trip i i can honestly say i probably wouldn't be here right now that's awesome i i believe it entirely yeah that's but i mean shrooms aren't for everyone I've, I've said this before on another episode where if you have a history of schizophrenia they are not safe for you do not do shrooms yep that's well i had a friend call me like i had a real bad trip and like yeah kind of was freaking out and i'm like were you calm <laughs> well we were doing this and that and we were at this place i'm like no you weren't in a nice happy spot yeah you man. you definitely got to be in a nice situation with at least i mean you could do them by yourself yeah but as long as you're in like a safe situation like yeah. if you're in your own apartment or your own room yeah you can do them by yourself because you're probably not going to leave once you start tripping right you, just because you get weirded out but yeah you definitely want to be in a nice safe area to do them yeah stable mind safe area Worth trying though. Yeah, definitely worth trying. Now, for your um for your for your dabs, how often do you do you think you make them? Um you do them all in one batch and then do up the whole and you know, vape the whole batch and then make another one or is it where you're kind of making them and stockpiling and Yeah, pretty much. I mean, hauling out all the setups and getting everything going is kind of a mess. Yeah. Um there's a lot of stages throughout the process and it takes a few days for what i do because after you run them through the filter they're actually carbon filtered three times okay and that takes out any sort of impurity and then evaporated some stuff i'll do a indirect heat change it into more of a wax or butter mm-hmm. some stuff just goes to shatter but after you just do that right on the stove or um yeah I, I use a hot plate so there's not an open flame and then use a, a deep sauce pot with a evaporating dish and then I've got five holes drilled in the side of the top of the pot so it vents okay. out the steam. And if you put them all in the front, it actually heats the front of the evaporating dish so you can pour the wax out once it evaporates. Okay. So um, you can do that, and it, it changes kind of the high of the effect of the THA too. Really? Yeah, so I, I was researching another feed, and they said heating it at certain temps uh, will burn off certain elements so you'll get more of a head high, yeah. body high. So overheating it can actually be bad, and a lot of people say you shouldn't even heat it at all. Really, you should just let it evaporate by itself. Yeah, and I, I think that's what people who do the BHO, I, I think that just straight evaporates. The BHO, that's the uh, lighter fluid? Um, Yeah, butane, yeah. butane honey oil. So 
um, I didn't even know about vacuuming. I just saw it. I got a vacuum pump in a chamber that was about 200 bucks. Um, it does work really well though. Yeah. Uh, it inverts the atmosphere. So I take it down to negative 30 inches of mercury mm-hmm. and which is equivalent of being in space and the inside dead air will get hot. Really? And you can boil anything liquid at 32 degrees. Oh, so, yeah, because the atmosphere is... Yeah, okay. so if you remove the atmosphere and, and then it pulls and sucks every shard of gas or chemical right. out of it... That's essentially what's happening when it's boiling. Yep. You, in normal room temperature, you have to heat things up to R- get them to that point. Right, and so with the, the vac chamber... I, I do heat it anyway, but with the vac chamber, you're getting every last shard and then you're not dealing with the potential for explosion. Right. So, and that was kind of a worry because I used to do it with like an open flame camp stove or something and <laughs> boiling 90% yeah, isopro. Definitely heard of uh, accidents like that where, you know, someone blows up their trailer because they're <laughs> making BHO. Yeah. But, I mean, as long as you vent everything, usually you're good. And, and this, uh, this is generally all just for you? Uh, yeah, myself. And then, uh, you, you know, just I, I don't really sell it. Yeah, it, it's just kind of like myself, uh, friends, mm-hmm. and that's about it. Um, I mean, honestly, I, it it's enough work to where like you get sick of doing it. Yeah, it's like, oh, we gotta do this. Damn it, I need a day. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, but I mean, usually I just do like you're asking. I just do one big run, stock up, get like mm-hmm. a, a half a wax, and jeez. Uh, yeah. It, it, <laughs> That's a lot of wax. It is. It's kind of satisfying. You pull the dab mat out of the vac chamber, and it's just this big plate-sized slab. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but, and that that usually lasts between all the consumers a week, two weeks. Yeah. And then you got to do it again. Um thing that sucks with those is it's easy to get really saturated on them. Yeah. To where it's just like, I need a different strain. Yeah. Because uh, you can just take one big dab and nothing happens. Yeah, uh, I definitely have that happen with regular weed, too, where you get through, you know, a half ounce or an ounce, and if you get the same stuff, you're kind of disappointed. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I know what's going to happen. Which is why we need it to be decriminalized so we can go to a dispensary and be like, I want this kind now, you it, know. Yeah, just... They have... sell it like sneakers there. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Let me smell that jar. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, uh, where I was getting before was stuff I had before was coming out of Michigan, and almost everything out of Michigan is a sixty forty split. Mm, the the base the the base product. Yeah. Okay. So sixty percent sativa, forty percent indica, nice hybrids. Yeah. And those were that's probably some of the best stuff I came across. Michigan's weed. Yeah, I've heard that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, Michigan medical is pretty good. Yeah, I don't know if it beats Colorado, but. You know, I haven't uh, haven't tried any Colorado hmm. medical yet. Maybe if I move there. There you go. <laughs> Definitely a distant plan. Well, it wouldn't even be medical then. It's just legal there. Oh, yeah. Oh, a full wreck there, right? Yeah, you can just walk in and buy it over the counter. Huh. Interesting. That's how it should be. Oh, we're but we're depleting pharmacies and hospitals. <laughs> and That's so ridiculous. How am I going to make money? Yeah, that's the most ridiculous thing. So yeah, so anyone listening, if you want to know how to make uh, <laughs> wax, you got all the instructions right there. There you go. All right, so unless there was anything else you wanted to add to it, um, we'll probably end it here. Nope. Uh, it's a pretty good spin on everything. Nice. Yep. 
All right, well, thank you for being on. That was the podcast, and this was Stone Man. Stone Man, sign your note. All right. <laughs>